Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Thursday, December the 3rd. We're going to have a great show for you today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I hope you guys are doing good. We're making our way through the month of December, through the crazy Rona and through all of the restrictions and the lockdowns and the mask mandates and all of it. And I have a reason to celebrate today because today is the 10th birthday of my youngest daughter. So a sailor was given to us 10 years ago today, and it makes my heart so happy. And in fact, I wrote about this a couple of years ago in a blog post called We Never Thought We'd Have have a large family. One of the questions that I get pretty consistently, very regularly here at the podcast is this issue of large families and, you know, why would I advocate for having a large family, particularly now in the Rona when things are so scary and things are so crazy. But I believe that God's heart is for children. And uh, Sailor was a gift to us. We had her in our 40s, my husband and I, and uh, now we're in our 50s. And I'll tell you, um, She is just a blessing and a delight. So happy birthday to a beautiful sailor, Jane, who has been named after one of my favorite people in the whole world. And uh, we are just very, very blessed. So we're going to spend this evening just celebrating her little life. And then tomorrow I head to Kennewick, Washington to speak for Calvary Chapel. I cannot wait to see you guys. So you can check that out at the show notes today. I will link back to where that is. Like I said yesterday, I'm fairly certain, don't quote me, but I'm fairly certain that they are now going to be uh, streaming that because I'm, I think that it has sold out. You guys have been uh, asking me about Advent studies for children. You know, I'm a link back to a book series that we have read to our children for a long time uh, on the Advent of Jesus. I think you guys will like it. So I'll link back to that in the show notes today. Also, the scripture writing challenge just started. We're only a couple of days into it. This is a really great time for you to just get into the word of God. It's an easy way to do it. Don't let the holiday season keep you from getting into God's word. There's no better gift to give your children than the gift of knowing Jesus and really knowing and understanding God's word. So it's so important. Uh, I wanted to just encourage you, if you haven't left me uh, a review over at iTunes. We would love it if you guys would do that. It's so important. Those reviews help more than you guys can uh, can possibly know. Reviews at Amazon, all those things really help us to get the message out and help us to get books into the hands of people. A long time ago, uh, a friend of mine who worked in the publishing industry said that that books multiply the ministry of the message that God has laid on our heart. And certainly that's been true for MomStar International. This whole organization was started because of becoming mom strong, because that book that launched, we launched an organization around it, which now has, uh, oh my goodness, what are we coming up on? 16,000 16, of you over there now. And uh, it's an encouragement to me. Also today, I wanted to let you know that coming up on, uh, well, coming to check it out, barnstormgeorgia.com. This is a uh, Rick Green's effort this coming weekend in Georgia Uh, prior to the last day to register on Monday, December 7th for the runoff election that's happening in Georgia. Such a big deal, you guys. And I want to encourage you to join him at one of these events. Uh, This is going to be an awesome thing. There's so much going on in the country right now. But if you're in Georgia, check it out. Or even if you're not, you just want to go help him, for goodness sake. I mean, if Antifa can do it, normal people can do it too. Uh, Barnstormgeorgia.com. So check it out. Again, my friend Rick Green is behind this. I think it's going to be fantastic. Check 
check it out, barnstormgeorgia.com. I was thinking today, and I'm going to get into some questions from listeners, but I love this out of Galatians chapter five. It says, I'm trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. And this is a really confusing time to raise children. And every single day, I interact with parents who are struggling to navigate the turbulent waters of the culture because we are in spiritual crisis. And all you got to do is spend five minutes on Facebook and you're going to see articles whose primary aim is to sow seeds of confusion and lies on everything from the dignity of human life to basic truths about male and female. Uh, My daughter, Sailor, whose birthday is today, wanted to get on, uh, I think, YouTube Kids the other day. And uh, they say, is your, you know, the parental controls are actually pretty decent on there, but they show you little snippets of what they're going to show your children starting at the age of eight. And the very first video that they put up for your uh, enjoyment is uh, questions with non-binary kids. It's a mess. Uh, The Bible teaches us that Satan is a master deceiver. And I've told you guys before, and I think this is true. I think we're coming into very... A very threatening and very serious time for the church. I I think that the war against the truth of God's word and therefore the people of God is absolutely intensifying. I think the war for evil in our nation, this is why we need to pray for Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, these battleground states, which are really duking it out. And the, the, the outcome is going to matter. It really, really matters. And we are living in a time of incredible deception. And of course, the Bible teaches us that Satan is the master deceiver. And from the time of Eve, he's been delighting in deceiving human beings. He delights in it when we think we can, male and female are are, uh, uh, interchangeable. He delights in that. And it turns out that like Eve, we are very easily deceived. And uh, I find it's easy to focus on the evil that's around me instead of the victory that's already been won for those who are in Christ. And if you guys can relate, lean in. Because I think it's easy to become fearful. And I'm often, I'm tempted to react to false teaching around me in fear and frustration instead of remembering that ultimately God's going to have his way. It's one of the reasons why I love studying Revelation so much. So if you're discouraged by what you see happening in a faraway city or even in your own backyard, I want to encourage you today to keep trusting the Lord. Uh, Allow your weary heart the grace that's necessary to lay your burden at the feet of Jesus. Because when we do this, what we're really doing is showing our children in a world of confusion that our hope is secure. God is well aware of the struggles that we're facing. And while we do have the primary role in teaching and training our children in righteousness, when all is said and done, God alone is the one who keeps our children from believing false narratives uh, from the world around them. And God will carry your children through just like he's carrying you. So we train our children in righteousness. We teach them the foundational truths about God's word, just like we teach them the foundational truths about right and wrong as God defines it in his word. And this is going to come under increasing scrutiny, uh, particularly if Biden is elected. I've been reading the headlines, you know, uh, when he's coherent, which isn't that often, I'm not gonna lie. But when he is coherent, He is going to push evil and he's not hiding it. These people are not trying to hide it. And so I'm going to encourage you guys again, trust in the Lord, trust him to guide you as you teach and train your children. You have a very special job right now, and that's to train a very special generation of children in righteousness. And ultimately it's the Holy Spirit who's going to guide their hearts as they grow to recognize his small, still voice for themselves. And when it gets hard, remember this, God is going to make things right one day. He will judge those who have made deceit their mission. Truth belongs to God. 
He's the one who defines it, and he ultimately will be the one who defends it. The ground on which you stand as a child of God is solid ground. It's solid ground. So stay close to him. When your heart falters, turn your eyes back to Jesus and trust his word. It's never been more important than it is right now. Never more crucial to uh, let your heart just lean in to uh, the the teaching from solid men and women who know God's word and who trust it. And I think it's very important right now that we lean in. And so lean in today, trust the Lord and teach his truth. His truth will be the only one that that uh, that stands in the end, right? The Bible teaches us the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but how long will God's word stand? Forever. The truth of God's word will stand forever. So I hope that encourages you guys today. I wanted to get to a couple of letters from listeners really quickly. If you guys are interested in reaching out to me, you can do that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You can record a message for me over at anchor.fm. And it's really easy to do it. If you guys have never done it before, I just want to encourage you to check it out. It's kind of fun, actually. I mean, I think it's fun. It's just me. I think it's fun. But I think it's an an awesome opportunity. You can leave me a voicemail. I usually play those on Mondays, but you just go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. And you guys will see that there. So, uh, so check that out. So I've got a bunch of questions. I'm going to get to just a couple of them uh, today. And this one kind of came from uh, Amy and she said, Heidi, I have a five and seven year old. We are working on instilling obedience to authority with them. I'm with you on not wearing a mask. However, the sign outside says mask required. How to explain this exception to my children who are very much in a literal state of moral understanding. Things are very black and white at this age, and I want to practice what I preach. Thank you for taking the time to read this and for all that you do. Your courage is contagious. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate that. All right. So I also have children. I don't have them as young as five and seven, but I've told you before, I will not do anything that I think harms my children. And that that is my main reason. So when I disobey something, uh, I have a good reason for doing it. I'm not doing it to be rebellious. I'm not doing it to, you know, people say, well, they, you know, Walmart, whatever. These are, it's private property. Yes. But when they serve the public, they actually don't have the right to discriminate. And so I think it's a very dangerous to put children in masks. I've made this, com- this, uh, this comment many, many times. And also with guests that I've had on the show, doctors and attorneys and other people who are constitutional, uh, uh, constitutionally proficient. And I would say this is my number one reason. I'm not going to normalize the abnormal for my child. It is bizarre. It is abnormal. It is wrong. I don't want my children to think it's okay for them to wear a mask. All that has to happen for a child to be abducted right now in the middle of the Rona is for somebody to, to look at a child with a mask on, grab her by the hand and just walk out to the car. It doesn't matter if she's crying. doesn't matter if she kicks and screams. People are going to go, oh, bummer. You know, my, my kid has a bad day. Uh, I told you that several months ago when my husband and I were traveling, our daughter, I lost Sailor for a few minutes. And I thought, oh my God. I mean, oh my goodness, you guys. It wouldn't have taken anything for someone to just put a mask on her, put a, you know, a gag in her mouth and put a mask over it. And no one would have thought, thought anything about it. It's absurd what we're doing right now. And so I think you tell your kids, we don't wear masks because masks are not good for you. Mom is not going to put a mask on you because it's not good for you. And I think you can leave it at that because your kids trust you. And so I do love your question and I love the heart 
behind it. All right, this one comes from TJ. She said, hi, Heidi, my 11-year-old son, Sam, asked me, why does Tolkien use a wizard for one of his good main characters when God hates sorcery? Can wizards be good? Should we read it? Books like Narnia with mythology. I need help in answering this question. All right, this to me is the same question as the Star Wars question. You know, I was growing up, you know, let the the force be with you. And I can remember all these parents who were just absolutely up in arms because uh, they talked about a force. You know, there was a force and this is, you know, evil. Here's here's what I want my kids to know. And my kids have all watched the Star Wars uh, trilogy. I grew up watching it. We've all watched uh, Tolkien. We loved, uh, I love the whole series. And I think what you want to do, I think fantasy is not necessarily a bad thing. I think we have an imagination for a good reason. We don't want our kids engaging in sorcery and witchcraft. We tell our children the difference between right and wrong. One of the things I really liked about Star Wars was it very clearly delineated between good and evil. Now, this is getting harder and harder because even as Star Wars is morphing into, you know, whatever, the Clone Wars and uh, the Mandalorian now, uh, it, it, you, you're starting to see more and more of the worldly influence, more of the culture coming in, androgynous creatures, things like that. And so you got to be watching for things like that. But I want my kids to know that there's a difference between good and evil. And I have no trouble with uh, imagination. I have no trouble with fiction because that's what that's what it is, right? The Lord of the Rings is fiction. Uh, C.S. Lewis, oh my goodness, the the correlations that you can make between narratives in the Bible and narratives in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And in all the Chronicles of Narnia, and we've read all of those to our children, are actually stunning. And you can say, does this remind you of something? And you can say it without saying, you know, hey, kids, let's practice witchcraft. <laughs> let's let's become a, you know, a, a, a wizard. And so I think in the real world, can wizards be good? No, uh, we're, we're told not to engage in, in witchcraft and sorcery. In the imaginary world, when you're talking about something that you would never do yourself, like, you know, a hangout with an elf, like they did in Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, this is clearly in the realm of fiction, clearly in the realm of, and Narnia, the same thing, you know, are you going to walk through a, a closet out into a forest? No, you're not. It's a story. And so in a lot of times we read stories, we read stories about the, you know, the three pigs and a wolf that eats them. You know, there's a lot of things that we read to our kids that have a good moral to them in the end of, at the end of the story. And actually they make for great uh, conversation. We've had a lot of really good conversations with our kids over things that we've watched. Now, like I said, you know, uh, these are for parents to decide for themselves. I know some of you are like, oh my word, I cannot believe Heidi St. John just said that. But I have been raising seven children for 30 years. All of my children are walking with God. All of them know that there's a difference between good and evil and right and wrong. And, uh, and I think part of that was having a balanced approach to raising our children. Something I notice has happened more and more frequently when you see families that keep their kids from everything, right? Every um, worldly influence, every worldly idea. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. So we need to figure out how do we live in the world and teach our children to live a set apart life. I think part of that is teaching them good and evil from the very beginning. And so I think Tolkien used a wizard for one of his good main characters because it was interesting. And he knew that he could make that character larger than life through him being a wizard, which is exactly what he did. So, but if one of my kids came to me after watching that and said, hey, mom, I want to be a wizard, boy, we'd have really good conversation about why that's a bad idea. And if I felt like, Lord of the Rings or the Chronicles of Narnia was turning my children to witchcraft, 
uh, I wouldn't be reading those books to my kids. But we have done, I think Jay and I over the years have done everything that we can to teach our children right and wrong. And so when we sit down to watch, you know, uh, The Return of the Jedi or The Empire Strikes Back with our kids, there's no confusion in our house about it. So I think that's what you want to stay away from is the confusion that comes from th- from uh, saying, oh, you know, so-and-so was a sorcerer, so I think I will be too. <laughs> so that will, clearly, that will clearly not be good. But um, I really, really, TJ, I appreciate the question. You know, there have been lots of stories that we've read to our kids over the years. A lot of them we were actually introduced to from... Um, from sunlight years ago when we were reading, doing more of a literature based approach to, uh, to learning stories, make things come alive for kids. And particularly it's why I love reading uh, biographies to our kids. I think if you can get your kid to engage emotionally with something, this is why I love missionary stories so much. If you can engage your kids emotionally with something, they're going to remember it forever. And that is the truth. All right. One other question which I will try to get to relatively quickly from Stephanie. She said, Heidi, I'm wondering how you would approach the particular situation my girls are in. I'm beyond frustrated. Two of my girls, my teen girls, take riding lessons, like horse riding, right? This is the only activity they're involved in since our church is requiring reservations, distancing, and masks the whole time in church, along with arrows on the floor telling people which way to go. Man, we're being conditioned right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, We obviously aren't going and our homeschool co-op decided full restrictions at all times and we have lost friends in the process. I am so sorry, Stephanie. This is heartbreaking. Horse riding for them is their life. They were told yesterday at their riding lesson starting next week that masks will now be required in the barn and while riding in the indoor arena. This is absurd. Uh, it's getting cold here in northern Colorado, so they are riding more indoors now. I called the trainer and asked her to explain it to me, and she stated there are people at the barn who have, quote, legitimate health concerns, and to feel comfortable coming to the barn, they will require them. I tried to have a conversation with her, telling her masks aren't effective and all the things. I also told her it was discrimination by not allowing my daughters to come without one. I asked if she would consider making a policy that those who want to wear them can, but those who don't, don't have to. Uh she came back and told me that just like I'm making the best decision for my family, they're making the best decision for their business. And we are welcome to return in the spring. Wow. So you're, I mean, you're right that this doesn't make any logical sense. This is what I was telling you about the spirit of fear. And we have just, we have determined now, we have discovered that we are very easily taken over by a spirit of fear. And it's very, very painful. And I don't know. I mean, I you might call. You're asking if there's any recourse. Um, you might look into uh, the Healthy American. I'm looking at getting Peggy Hall on my show pretty quick because I love what she's doing. Check out the Healthy American. Um, and I understand. I mean, you're, she's saying I don't want to jeopardize the relationship they have with the trainer. And I totally hear you. But I do believe we've got to start. I mean, what are they going to mandate next? I mean, if if we can mandate uh, insanity, we will at this point. If we can say, "Hey, this is the most, you know, we want you guys to start walking on your hands now," because the Ron only gets you if won't get you if you're upside down. It just doesn't make any sense. The efficacy of masks has been completely disproven. The box says it doesn't protect you against viruses, and yet here we are, you know, in month what seven thousand now of fifteen days to flatten the curve. It's very, very sad. So hang in there, Stephanie. I want to just encourage you. Pray with your kids about it too. This is a great opportunity for you just to pray with your children. Let them see. It's okay for them to see you wrestling through these things. Like I said before, I don't think this is, you know, someone said, is this, you know, is this the real, uh, is this the real deal? You know, when it comes to like persecution of the church. I don't think this is the real deal, but it's definitely a drill. 
uh, we are being uh, challenged right now in very many ways. And like I said last week, we're watching the tree is being shaken, right? And a lot of things are happening. So hang in there. And I hope, uh, and I hope you'll, you guys are going to find peace and comfort in the Christmas season and just uh, encouraging your kids. I am just so sorry for you, sweet mama. My heart hurts with you like it does with so many thousands of other people that are writing to me right now with similar situations. I'm out of time for today. If you guys have a question you want addressed, you can shoot it to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, or you can leave me a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message. As always, we appreciate it. If you guys leave reviews for the show over at iTunes, thank you for your prayers and your contributions to this ministry. If you'd like to reach out to us via snail mail, you can do that at uh, Heidi St. John care of firmly planted family 11100 Northeast 34th circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.